Ah, what's popping ting i am coming to you again with season three are you guys excited or what i know i am that probably was corny as fuck but i don't care because i'm bucked up because i was itching 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 to come back I but i am all the way back and with that being said, we're going to pop it off. Why this is Give It Some Raw Podcast, where I say the shit you niggas are scared to say. And if you feel played, as always, the bigger fucking podcast is not for the sensitive or the weak, nor is this podcast a platform that's trying to put their views onto you. Let me be clear on that. Um, but we are having open and honest dialogue, as honest as we, as we possibly can be. So I hope you guys enjoy. So of course we have to start off season three talking about something that's been in well for the last 400 years we've been dealing but uh more prevalent is we're losing too many of our women and children to i don't even know how to describe the horrific crimes that our justice system is supposed to be helping us i don't know but i had to get an attorney you know somebody who knows the law who could talk to some of the things that we've been seeing What's going on? My name is Khalil Edie, and um, I'm a criminal defense attorney, civil rights attorney, medical malpractice attorney, uh, personal injury, automobiles here in Atlanta, Georgia. I practice in New Jersey, New York, South Carolina, Georgia, basically up and down the East Coast. I practice federal law, um, federal criminal defense, uh, everything from you know civil rights, which the cases that you see today, all the way down to some of the highest you know murders and things you see across across the world. So uh, currently I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I've been here for a year and a half, and I think that this is gonna be my primary place of practice here in Atlanta, Georgia. So, you know, my home place is New Jersey. So after I finished law school, I went back to New Jersey and I felt like, you know, one thing I had to do was give back to my original community before anything. Um, I was blessed to be able to get out of, out of the position that I was growing up in. And the least I can do is because I did not want to stay there forever was at least give some type of time, some type of practice there. Um, I did a lot of pro bono cases back in New Jersey, helped out a lot of families and friends, still work out there in that area, not just as much, but that was my way of giving back um, to show basically the people that I grew up with that, you know, I'm human, I can be touched, I'm nobody that put myself above people and that you can do it. So I came right. back to at least give a year of my practice, of my time there, in which I basically played, you know, made no money. I went out there and just gave them everything I, that I have, right. you know, upon my first year of practice. Right. And after that, you know, I branched out into New York a little bit, did some uh, practice out there, mm-hmm. opened myself up to some uh, civil claims, such as car accidents, personal injury, things like that. Um, and then once I felt confident enough to branch out, I came across my big case, which was at the time uh, somebody that, you know, I'm pretty sure people want to be familiar, but that's the podcast, right? Give it to them okay, give it to them All right, So um, I went down to South Carolina and I represented Dylan Roof. Um, oh, a lot of people may have seen, yeah, you had seen me on CNN arguing with Jesse Jackson um, because I represented Dylan Roof. If you're not familiar, he's the, the uh, white individual who uh, shot uh, nine individuals at a church in Charleston. Um, I represented him in that case. And from there, things just kind of, you know, shot up. Good, bad, ugly. Right. Oh, no, ultimately I, was I learned say, how a lot. was that because i should be 12 right now i had, yeah. I, I had that a lot um yeah. especially because the, the fact is how close we, we sit in right here at this podcast exactly how close i sat with him for about 
on to this extent of a level, you know, from where I'm from, we encounter with the police all the time. Uh -huh. I mean, right. I'll tell you, I'm from, I'm from, I'm from an area where if you see somebody white, they're there for two reasons. They either try to buy your, your houses out to get you up out of there, right? Or they the police. Okay. Uh, jeans, <laughs> t-shirt, dress, they the police. Okay. There's only two. There's no exceptions about it, right? Right. So I've been dealing and encounter with police my whole life. I'm the first person to graduate college, first only lawyer in my family, first person to do, you know, a lot of things in my family, right? You know, most of the men in my family backgrounds tend to jail, my father, my uncles, everybody else. Now, since I've been a lawyer, of course, things change. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not as bad. It's not as confrontational. I still get pulled over depending on what type of situation am I in. If I'm, if I'm speeding a little bit, I'm driving, whatever the case may be. But the confrontation is not the same. However, I do not throw out the idea that I'm a lawyer every time I get pulled over. Because one, it don't save you. You know, right. what, what you're doing is what you're doing. But the respect level may boost up a little bit depending on where you're at mm -hmm. compared to other places in the world. It doesn't right. matter who you are. Your skin tone is still the same. Right. I've been in, I have been in courtrooms where I walk in with a briefcase, full suit, walk in there, first time in this courtroom, and they say, um, you know, do you have a problem finding your attorney or the courtroom that you need? You know, we have your public defender. And I can be walking in with my client directly next to me, and he's dressed up with no suitcase or nothing, basic polo, maybe a white dude or something like that, a white female. And for some reason, he's the attorney. Right, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm the client. Wow. My client got a briefcase. You don't see me walking through the, the attorney line, and he don't walk in through the, the, the regular line. They're like, you need help finding your attorney. So, so some places, it doesn't matter who you are, what you do. They're going to treat you accordingly, and you right. just have to, you know, be on your P's and Q's, basically. Right. Can you, do you feel like you can have a moral compass and be an attorney? You have to. You have to, especially... Explain. Especially in my line of work. So okay. I have... I've been practicing for five going on... Four going on five years. Um, and with that being said, I I have, you know, I have done my first murder trial, you know, within a year of my practice. I have been part of the first uh, federal, I only want a uh, PIP case or human trafficking case. I represented the first person who took that to trial in South Carolina. You can look it up. And, um, you know, I have represented people who have explained and told me some of the most heinous things, right? But as you grow older, your concept becomes different. It's easier from the outside looking in if I was to come out and tell you, yeah, so this is my client. This is not a lot what he charged for, you know, rape. Oh, my God, how could you rely on rape? But you have to get into, you know, the situations, the facts, the scenarios, and all of that. Not to say that some things can be justified, but you have to have some type of moral senses. When I was first coming into my practice, you know, it was about trying to get as much practice as I can get, getting my name out there, and basically <clears throat> taking everything to the door. Right. Now, as you get older, of course, you get more mature. Your life expands. You now have kids. You have nieces, nephews, and things like that. And I'm not saying it's just on the basis of people who are accused of rape. I'm more so just using that exactly. as an example right. because yeah, it can be people with, 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 with murders, right? Mm -hmm. And how I always explain representing somebody who committed a murder is understanding their mindset from where we come from, right? Right. Some people say, well, murders is just unjustified, la, la, la. It depends. And I'm just giving it to you all. It depends, right? Mm -hmm. From where we're from. I can listen to somebody who comes to me and say, yeah, I bust his ass. I did, I did what I had to do. And once I hear why, I can determine if I want to represent this person or not. Mm -hmm. Not to say that he may be right and that he may be wrong, but people have morals on what they're going to stand by, right? Mm -hmm. You cannot tell me if you come across somebody who done continuously beat your mother over and over and over and over. And of course, you can say, yeah, it's easy. You say, oh, your mom could have left. But if you catch somebody who beat your mother over and over and over, eventually you're going to snap, right? So... If I come across somebody who say this person beat on my mother over and over and over, and I, this time I lost it, wham, I did what I had to do. Some people are gonna say, "Oh, well, that's murder." Not, I can, I, I can, to an extent, represent it, mm -hmm. right? Because to me, I can find some type of 
just to build a defense in that. Oh, I could feel for that person. But in order to work in this field itself, especially criminal defense, you have to have morals. You have to have morals because some cases are just going to touch you in a way that is not going to allow you to be the best attorney that you can be because you either attach yourself from it and then it's hard for you to detach yourself from it when you're actually defending the case. So you have to have some type of morals in this in, in a series like this. Yeah, I guess I, I understand what you're saying. I just like certain things. And I guess, like you said, it comes with time because you like from your own experiences, certain things you're like, oh, nah, that is like mm -hmm. I ain't doing, you know. But it, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know if I could do it. Because I would be like, what the fuck? You know, people came up all the time and you, you, you just, you, you won't know it until they come in, which is the main purpose of consultation. Mm -hmm. You see that? So the, the, the biggest part that I've been blessed about being working at a law firm is you always have the right to say yes or no. Mm -hmm. In some cases, like if you're in a public team, you can't say it. The case comes across your desk. And that's, that's your case. Right. You have to do it, no matter how you feel about it. Right. With me, somebody can come in and say, you know, this is what I'm charged with. Now I can go through that consultation and you know what? Um, I'm not gonna tell you that I, you know, I can't help you, but I have ways of letting them know that it might be best for you to try to find somebody else. Right, so you, you still know? didn't give them, okay, in the consultation, yeah. you still give it to them. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, them like, right. this is what you're looking at. This is the best that I can do going forward. If you feel like it's somebody who can do better, I suggest you possibly look at it. I mean, give them some names because it might be to an extent as far as I can go based on hearing facts and scenarios. So it all comes down to at least giving a person a chance to come back, talk to you first before you make your judgment, which is the same reason why when anything happened on TV and everybody jumps out on social media, like this person is this person did this, this person did that. Right. I don't never post my, my scenarios or my thoughts on it because you have to get all of the facts. facts. Right. You have and to I, get all of the so facts. So that goes to my next question. Like, why does it seem like the justice system relies on public opinion to either you know like pass a verdict or give a verdict in certain cases like certain public publicized cases it's like they look to social media and be like okay so the majority of people feel this way this is just what it seems like to me i should this is how we should you know what i'm saying charge them or whatever it is with certain things not all things because as we can see with the beyond cinema everybody's in outrage but there's been nothing in my opinion i don't know but answer first question then we'll go into the second question because i got some questions well people Ultimately, you have people who's going to um, who's going to personally feel that certain decisions that's made is right, right? For example, I have a case out in North Carolina, and it is going to you know go public real soon. Um, whereas you know the the sheriff, you know, out in this county, is. You know, he's an older white man, and he's from a place that has been historically known to be racist. Mm -hmm. So, when asking about the idea of using the word, the N-word, or he's a nigger, right? Mm -hmm. That's normal to him, and I was explained to us in a way that, of course, we knew, but when you're behind the scenes, you get it a little bit more different. This is somebody who runs a county. This is this person's county. He is right. the man in this county. There's nobody higher than him in this county. He's elected. Right. I mean, the people stand by right. him. Right. right? who has explained that the use of the N-word growing up and almost up to today is normal and in the norm for him and his family. There's nothing wrong with that, right? So if you see that type of action or things like that happening in the world, to him, that's normal. From where he you know, grew up at, it's normal for him. So to see a public outcry for something like that to change or shake shift some type of case won't naturally come to him until it takes for everybody to say, hey, listen, this is wrong, right? 
but all his life this has been right for him. Mm. Not to say he may be affiliated with other situations that may cause that, but that's the norm for him, right? So when you see certain things that has been normal for so long, such as, let's just say, uh, going to certain bars or, you know, segregation, he may not even agree to this day. There's people out there in the world who still do not agree with that ruling that, you know, desegregation is the new, new norm. Some people still want their separate. Hence, we have PWIs and HBCUs. It's still there to an extent. And they want that. And that's their way of, of living. So they will never accept that way. But when you have that public outcry, then politics get involved and the way people are going to look at you get involved. It messes with your money. It messes with your pockets. Mm -hmm. The moment public outcry starts to mess with your pockets is the moment things get done differently. What is a fact? And that's what I, it bothers me with this Brown and Taylor case. Like, even with people and things that they're doing, and I'm not to tell people what they should be doing or not doing, but it starts with the pockets, like you said. Like, if y'all really was upset about Brown and Taylor, y'all would not put money into anything that makes the world go wrong right now. You would strictly shop in Black-owned community, you know, everything Black-owned, whether it's buying your soap, buying your detergent, buying, like, there's Black-owned for literally everything you need in the world. But y'all not gonna put the dollar back in their pocket. You gonna keep on crying, but still go to Walmart every day. Like, I don't make it make sense. I just don't know. So how do you feel about the verdict of the Breonna uh, Taylor case? Uh, well, you have two of them. You have okay. civil, and then you have the, I guess the grand jury proceeding to not go forward and charge the officers uh, for the exact, for the, the killing of Breonna Taylor. Mm -hmm. So um, overall, it's 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 a systematic thing. It's a systematic thing. Um, as we all know, this system wasn't designed to protect us in no way possible. These are the same, if you believe it or not, these are some of the same rules and the same laws that were created back when the founding fathers were. You go look at some of these old, old laws. You can look it up, right? Go on Westlaw, Law Judiciary, any of those websites. The Stealing you'll, Fathers. You'll still see that mm -hmm. this law was made in 1800, the original law. Mm -hmm. And then since then, it has been like, okay, it's been enhanced or it has been changed. Well, or but it's been worded. Mm -hmm. Nothing. The, the basic concepts of the law have still been the same, which means at this time when these laws was created, it wasn't protecting black men. It wasn't even a human being, right? Mm -hmm. It was one third of a human. Exactly. It took three of us to make one, and that still didn't work out in the favor because then general pro laws came. So right. to this day, these laws were not created to protect us. Even as they change or evolve over time, it's still created, you know, enhanced or changed by the exact same people from that same bloodline. So we can't get mad at a system that does not protect us. So was I, you know, with the cases that I do, I do a lot of civil rights cases since I've been here in, in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, some of them are, you know, say across your TV screen. And the reason behind that is, in a nutshell, let's just see this. The civil side, I'm okay with, right? Mm. They, they, the, the money. They don't bring back the family. But... Right. This is what happens. This is the, the back door that nobody knows. So when you have criminal, mm. and then you have civil. Typically, you have to handle the criminal side first. Okay. Criminal side has to get done with first, then followed by the civil side. Right, so that's what I don't understand. But in this case, we've seen that it was a civil side already done with. Money was already you know, agreed upon. Right. And then following that was we're not going to go forward you know, with the criminal after the grand jury proceeding. Now we get that somebody in the, the grand jury now asks for the grand jury proceedings to be released, which is typically not normal at all, right? But you notice the family didn't ask for it. 
Right. That's it took what... another grand juror there to say we need to proceed. Right? So I don't. I... So what it comes down to sometimes is sticking to your guns. You know? Right. You have a lot of people. Stand for something. You have Stand a lot of people who, to this day that's gonna push for money's not gonna gonna, gonna settle exactly every situation. because I promise you I don't want a dollar if you but, play with mine. But a term right. when you sign for that, put your signature at the bottom of this. Yeah, it's all you, done. All, all that right here is terms and conditions Condition. upon getting this money, right? When those terms and conditions are read, they are typically you signed it, sealed, signed, and delivered. Right. That's so crazy. You so, read between lines in that right, case. Right, right. So understand can, why some of these things if, happen like that. Right. So can some another attorney or DA's officer or whatever pick it up? Or could it be picked up even though like the verdict is said so? It can. I mean, it can go back in front of a grand jury, get, try to get reindicted and stuff like that. But it typically don't happen that way. The reason is because certain signatures, once they're signed, yeah, so signed, right? So you have, for example, think about it this way. If you have a family who who say, you know what, you know, for example, there's a rule in Florida. A lot of people know. Florida don't have to release body cam of shootings that happen in these type of situations, right? Oh, I know that one. So that's why you don't see them shootings happen in Florida. So I say, release the footage. Release the footage. They don't have to. It's a law. They don't have to. But if you want that to happen, then you have two options. If you settle out civilly and you take the facts as presented, that's that. Done. Right. Right. Whatever they say, say whatever they said, they said happened, happened. Okay. But if you want to see it, you don't have people that outcry. No, I want to see if my son, in fact, did reach for a weapon right. and try to harm this officer. Right. Mm -hmm. If you want to see that, you have to be willing to push forward and stick to your guns. You have families out there who say, "I don't care about a dollar. Right. I'm okay with just seeing if my son did what you say he, he did. did. And if right. he did, I'm okay with that. I can right. sleep better knowing that my son may have reached for a gun and tried to cause harm." With right. that being said, cool, I'll shut my mouth. Right. But then you have some others who put in that dilemma. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, we never, you know, never had this. Or could we just shut up and then take the seven, eight million? Then you notice they shut up, but the public still outcry. Right. But it's always already done. Right. So, so no matter what the public saying and doing, it is what it so is. So you have to have, is there are some families, I'm not saying that they are, but there's some families out there who say, you know, I want the video. I want to see what happened and let me be just. That's how you find what they call justice. It's tripping me out. You say that y'all have to do the criminal first and the civil, and to know that civil was done and nothing was done. I mean, the it's, it's, the, it's the general way, right? Because at that point, you gotta think about it. If these officers, a lot of these officers know that if they've done what they said they was accused of, and they do it right, they get they go to jail, they bond out, they get out, paid administration leave, whatever the case may be. Then they're not done. They're smart, right? They get attorneys too. So now the first thing they want to go do is now take everything out of their name. Well, their insurances and everything like that, right? They go put it in their family, and their wife, the kids, and then they file bankruptcy, right? So now, no matter what happens at the end of it, when it's time yeah, three, four, five years later down the line, and they come back and try to sue these people civilly, right? On the civil side, oh, we don't, I don't have no money. Right. Can't sue my, can't sue my son. You have to sue this police officer, right? Right. And the reason you have to sue this police officer is because that's the one that's responsible for it, right? right. Now you try to sue this police officer, you forgot what he did three, four years ago when nobody was paying him no mind. After he's been arrested, y'all, we scream for this. Get the indictment, justice, let out. And then once it's done, we shut up. Nobody follows up on the case. Not knowing that for the next two, three years, he's working the system. Right. Now he's going to get his stuff, put out his name, all this. Now you come back and try to sue him. And guess what? You got nothing to get from him. Right. Because he don't he 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 bust the move. Exactly. What are some of the risks of going to trial, though? Even like when you feel like you've taken a case and you're like, okay, so I don't know if I can take it because I don't know if there'll be like, Many risks, going to trial, or 
how would that work? I guess it would be a case by case situation. Case by case situation. Okay. However, but um, it's it's still one of those it's one of those situations where again, the system works in their favor, mm -hmm. right? So you have three parts of it. You have the beginning, which is I call it all nothing negotiation, right? Mm -hmm. So you have all, which is you go to trial, you win. You know that's that. You get it all. You walk out the door, you're free, right? Mm -hmm. You got nothing. You're walking away with nothing but your damn life at this point because you're going to get the max. It's what they call you. Don't throw the book at you. Mm -hmm. Don't throw the football numbers. And you have these middle negotiations, right? Now, a trial should not be used with your mindset to think that I'm being you know, penalized for taking my case to trial. Mm -hmm. Because you can get in year one of you being bonded now and get ready to go to court and tell you, yeah, we're going to give you two years. You know, you serve a year and do the rest on probation. You know, I didn't do it though, right? And you say, well, take this two years or in the year of probation afterwards after you do you know, complete a year in prison. So you say, no, but I didn't do it. However, you say, oh, I want to go to trial. Then the following year you go to trial, this case now looks at carrying, you know, maximum of 10 years. So you're looking at two years as an offer. Probably started at five, got it down to three, two, maybe in that area, right? But you go to trial, you run a risk of getting 10 years. So it sounds like a penalty, right? right, right. Shouldn't be that way. Right, Why can't right. I go to trial and if I lose, I would negotiate. It don't work like that though. It's take this deal, but since you didn't want to take this deal and you want to waste our time right. because you may have that's perfectly completely innocent, right? Right. So you remember you're putting your life and your decision in front of twelve other motherfuckers. In a nutshell, it's not about. I mean, honestly, I don't did try. It's not yeah, about. No. It's not about no, the no, truth or not. No. I mean, you have people who tell the truth up there. Gotta be believable. Right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be believable. Some people change their life. I remember backgrounds kind of tell you. I could go up there and I got a clean background and I could tell a bold face lie. But because I go up there and say, well, he's been a lawyer for five years and XYZ, he's been in school, have a clean background, never did XYZ, I could go up there and tell a bold face lie. And nine times out of ten, those 12 motherfuckers will believe me. Right? Put you up there. Oh, she's from New Orleans. She got a criminal history of beating on kids. La da da la. She done been been in jail four or five times. X Y Z. But this particular allegedly, time, right? Allegedly. <laughs> but this, but this particular, you know, it's hypothetical. But right. in this particular time, they come back and say, you know, you did this. Fresh, you did this, and you really sitting there like, <laughs> probably. Eh, right. I'm thirty now with kids. I right. did not do that. that shit. Right, and you get right, up right. here and say, listen, I know I may have beat up on four or five girls in my past. But this particular day, I did not touch that girl, right? right? And you're telling the truth. Do you know that your risk factor because your believability and your background is going to be diminished? The moment. And it's not even nothing about what happened in the case. They're just going to attack your background and convince people. So it's about who tells the better story, how you tell things. And other situation. I have learned that. You know, the law is going to be the law. But it's, that's, not, that's not trial. So that's why you have people who actually advertise for, I'm a trial attorney. Right? Like people say, I'm an attorney, I'm a lawyer, but then I'm a trial attorney. Some people you see on TV, you never see in court. Mm -hmm. You see them all in these big cases in the world, but it's always at a press conference and then a settlement. Mm -hmm. You don't see them in court. You don't see them in court. <laughs> no, they ain't got nothing to do with that. Oh, they ain't going that route. And I ain't good at that. Oh. I know how to talk in front of a camera and then get some money. You mm -hmm. don't see people. So some people are trials. I'm a trial attorney. I have mm -hmm. done trials in my life. Right? Mm -hmm. that That's a big difference. So when I explain to my clients about putting together trials and the risk and reward in that, I give it to them straightforward. I would tell you, you're straightforward with me, I'm straightforward with you. I can be just as good as whoever the best attorney is at this point. I can be just as bad as whoever we think is the worst attorney. But that comes down one to you. You got to be truthful with me. Right. You have to tell me everything and let me work the case the way I need to work the case. The moment you start lying, the moment I can't feel bad about you, if they do come back and say, 
well, we found you guilty, and we're going to sentence you to 10 years. Right. I mean, I'm a good one. I'm going to still go home and go to sleep at night. So you have to let me know what you have to let me work the system for you. Got you, got you. So are you tapping into any type of other, um, I guess, what's the proper way to word it, since you do civil and things Different like type of law. Yeah, uh, Areas law. of law. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm in Atlanta now, so I come across, um, you know, a lot of awesome. people here. I represent an a, a, a NBA basketball player right now currently. Um, so that would be like entertainment, right? I'm joining oh, into cool. entertainment law. I represent a football player. Mm -hmm. um, I came across a few celebrities. I work on some up-and-coming artists. Um, oh. Out with a few people that I started. Oh, with. he got money. <laughs> give me a dollar. Matter of fact, let me give you something. Give me your card. I need something worth more than a dollar. Yeah. No, I give you a card and yeah. you put it out there. I got a few masks that you can wear. If you want to, yeah. if they want to find me. Um, yes. But yes. I do that, and um, but for the most part, I'm trying to branch out into entertainment law, um, which is another one of the reasons why I'm here in Atlanta. Awesome. Is, uh, it opens up for different opportunities, and I don't want to just be good or you know great at one thing i want to have a big circumference of areas of law that i can practice except for family law that's possible you say i ain't fucking with that doing that shit why it's a circus show uh, the only thing you got to do is pick which clown <laughs> that you want to be a part of <laughs> I, know, like, I have one case but i have one i have one case and this, this is my last case when i stopped i stopped never doing family law again you put a piece of, uh, the judge gave an order and said you cannot be around this particular individual no more right right finish this four year and we can work on the custody situation and i was almost getting a chance to get her to now she she wasn't the most fit to her mm -hmm. right but i was in the process of getting all she had to do is stay away from baby daddy oh hell no baby just stay oh, away nah, from you talking about toxic hell. at his best it's hell not us son. fellas we are not the toxic oh ones. hold the fuck up now well, hold on after you hear this one you'll see <laughs> all you had to do was stay away for a year right mm. that's it so, of course, I get the idea of wanting to be around your kid a little bit more, but they got the situation where you get a year, you get a year. During that year, y'all can't have that communication. You can FaceTime and things like that with the child, but right. you can't, can't be in this person. Because when this happens, boom, 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 it's all over. You're so, crazy. you got clown one, clown two. I represent one and clown. Right? Listen, you can't do what you have to do. So, this one gets real chaotic. You go back up for a little mediation check-in. And um, I actually, everything been good. She said, yeah, everything's been good with us. La, la, la. You told me the truth? Yes. Yeah. So we're going in here saying that judge for six months, she's been I. I think we should cut this year and a half to six months and start the process now. She said, yeah, that sounds good, right? Until we get there. We get there, he jumps out of nowhere. No. No. Judge, no. She been wild. She been la, la, la. Looking at her like, oh. So you mean, so, 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 He's going off and judge everything I say I can prove, right? So at this point, you know, we don't have to have a military. Like, yeah, whatever. So I'm looking at her. And she she got the stone cold, the undertaker. Remember how the undertaker used to be? With the thing, her eyes face. rolling, the straight face ain't move a bit. Like she's staring at her opponent, like, I don't see what he got, cause he ain't got nothing, right? Right. She comes back and asks her what, what what's the most gonna happen? Randomly, before he jumps up, I said, Hold on, told Judge Stop, listen. And she comes back and say, I mean, Nothing really about to happen. I mean, okay, boom. We fucked a couple times, right? Or whatever the case may be. We hit a couple times. And I did catch him with, like, his little girl. I amped out on that one time, but I caught myself. It wasn't nothing that he had flipped out right now because he was with his little My girl. My nigga, like, the, the, the thing says stay away. It gets better. So I'm like, well, you can't prove facts. I mean, that's, that's what you're going to say? You just deny. My man comes out with the judge. We got a porno. Ooh, boop, I boop. know you fucking lied judge, to me. Judge, we got a porno. 
I, I looked at her, her face went from the Undertaker so, to He's to, so fucking to down bad. And these are the type of hoes, but it's just like these type of people, y'all be hard up behind though. You go and do she I just I just need that but son, niggas do not be having your best fucking interest though, but y'all be sticking with these niggas and vice versa. Y'all be sticking with these niggas so but these females. Out, that her shit feelings crazy. got attached. She flipped out when he told you, like, no, we're not getting back together. I'm with this. She flips out. He knew that. Smart man. Right. Yeah. Him. Yeah. He recorded her and put it down there. Like, you right. can't amp on him for having a girl and now it flips out. So now, of course, we look down like that. I know what? We can't do this because now you in this process of saying you're doing it, but behind your back, you're going to get rocked off by him. Right. No, what he got, he has you by the tail. Right. Every time you come there, you are violating an order. Right. No matter if it's for good. And he knows that. And he knows that. So he has you by the T. Now, the moment you don't decide to buy and that PS5. Know and you, you know, know what I'm saying? As soon as you decide, to, now you got to buy the PS5 to make up for it. Yeah, you just like a whole me. You got to buy the PS5. Because as soon as you don't buy the PS5, guess what you doing? We're going to court, baby. You violate. Now that's somebody. He the hoe. No, but anyway. She toxic. But nah, my nigga. It's, both, it's on both ends. It's on both fucking ends, nigga. You are partaking in the bullshit as well. You <laughs> acting <laughs> like a bitch. Because every time y'all link, you got videos and all type of other fucking ends. That's whole Shit. Buy the PS5. Whole shit. You hear me? Buy the Anyways, PS5. This won't happen. Before we head out, one more question. We'll what is your end? You know what? <laughs> um, what's your end goal in your career? Like, what do you see yourself ending or new beginnings or? Um. So ultimately, um, my my big goal it changes it changes often. Um, when I first started out, I just wanted to be a prosecutor. Mm. And people jump up and say, prosecutor, da, da, da. I say, y'all don't understand the power that the prosecution have. And y'all give so much power to, oh, why you going to be a defense attorney? Those are the ones that need it. Right. Wrong. The case starts in the prosecution office. Mm -hmm. They get it first. They have the power to, as you can see, prosecute the case or yeah. not. So they look exactly. at it and say, we're not going to bring charges or not. Right. right. So what typically happens is you, want, you probably want somebody in power of us who could relate to us mm -hmm. and shut it down in the beginning process. Don't make somebody have to go through the process, run a risk of trial, run a risk of exposing their life. There's a lot of people who take pleas because they're scared of the exposure what they're gonna get, right? Mm -hmm. they can, you can have somebody who would say, come on, man, I had a blunt. I didn't even get a chance to light, right? But police come and do what they wanna do. I'm not gonna accuse them for, you know, taking evidence, but it's, it's proven. So I'm not saying nothing that's out of the norm, right? Mm -hmm. I got caught, let's see, I got caught with a blunt. But somehow they got, over three, four grams, so it went from simple possession to attempt to distribute. Man, that's not the case. Now they're offering this person, you know, a year, two years. And he's like, that's, that's crazy. But you got to attempt to distribute. And if you run a trial, let's just hypothetically say you lose six, seven, eight years. You have people like that. So they're like, well, I got to take this, this, this plea. I mean, right. I have to, right? right? Or you run this trial, which, you know, we prepare for. But if you have somebody who's not trial you know prepare for the of that expense that's the exposure you got to run the risk of eight years and stuff you that can be nipped in the butt at the first part as soon as this come in i'm not like pulling people over oh, for this man get this man a 75 dollar ticket keep it moving right, right? right, right. but when you don't have people of that look like right. in that office when you have people who don't understand right. what your life is and what's going through they right. read it by the book they read it by a text Right. They say, this person has done A, B, C, D. Right. Check it off, check it off. Say, we can bring this charge for this. They don't understand that idea. They don't understand how things can be, you know, worked up and put together and see it that way. So when they see it, they just move out a book. Go check, check, check. Yeah, we can, we can bring this charge. And they do that. 
Whereas you have somebody in that area say, you know what? I know what he, I, I know what he was doing, right? Boom, he got it. Oh, that's that. They don't understand that concept. Right. When you don't have people to understand that concept, that's how things get way out of line. There's a lot of people who just tell you, like, now I'm going through something. I don't even smoke. Right. You know what I'm I don't even smoke. Or sometimes you're going through something, you just dead. You know what I'm saying? Or you, right. you got to do what you got to do with your little, you know what I mean? You come get us a little check. You don't smoke, but you know if she get high as a kite. <laughs> yeah? So Man. guess what you might do for that little right? On that note. Stuff like that happens all yeah. the time. Yeah, and, yeah, they just, yeah. and they don't understand that. Mm -hmm. They just they go by the book. And when you have somebody who don't go by the book and can't put reality with what's on paper, it looks bad. When they go by the text and what's on paper, it just look worse. Oh, yeah. Driving, weed in the car, in this particular kind of location, or oh, he sell drugs. Nah. Right, like that ain't even the case. Nah. That's you know? crazy. So that's what you typically have. But my ultimate end goal is, uh, of course, not to be prosecuted at this point, but um, open up my own firm. Um, after I open up my own firm, I want to put young attorneys of people alike who came from the way I came up, you know, maybe first time attorneys who ordinarily won't get a shot at some of the big firms because of. The background, you know, you got to have some typical kind of backgrounds to be into these big firms and things like that. So people are first-time attorneys who might not feel like they're able to do it, and you know, just get, try to give them the works, learn, learn from you at that firm, and just put them in a position to give them their first start, open up my firm, and just let young attorneys do their thing, right? And um, ultimately, just be like a little goddess over them. Yeah. Hopefully, just hopefully I can get mold back. the next. I can, yeah. I can mold the next Johnny Cochran. Okay, uh, firm man, or something listen. Like that. That's, that's Need your Johnny's real out here, cuz. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't want to be the next one, yeah, so maybe I could just mold the next one. You know what I'm saying? Okay, it well, comes with being well, the next Johnny Cochran. I got a couple cases for you if you really? try to get on Johnny Cochran. Highlight me. Okay, so nigga, contact your boy. All right. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Six, six, six. Listen. Four, eight, five, four. For real, though, but... The world won't know, so somebody gotta talk about it. If it's some gangster shit, we can't talk about it. Girls won't know what you did to that woman, how you gave her your heart and took it back. She lost without it. The world won't know, so somebody.